Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Uh, your D-commentators this week are me, Luke. And me, Emma. And that's it. We, that's all, folks. <laughs> we do not have a guest this week because we're home for the holidays. Yeah, it's Christmas, and we couldn't really tear anyone away from their loving family to watch this shitty movie with us. Well, now, Emma, it's a D-comedy thing. At first, it's a classic. When we start, oh, when we start the episode, it's always a classic. Well, it is a classic. It's well, a classic. it's it is classic, but I wouldn't say it's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, for those of you who didn't turn it, tune into our uh, last episode. This month, we are reviewing the seminal classic, Johnny Tsunami. Okay, now we can say, yeah, it's this this, this movie's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad, y'all. But Ooh. it's but it's it's still kind of a fun ride. I I would say I kind of had fun watching it at times. I enjoyed watching it because I remembered watching it as a kid, and I forgot. I would say ninety five percent of the movie. Yeah, no, I'd actually never. This is another one that I actually haven't seen. One of these days, I'm going to get uh, one that you haven't seen because mm-hmm. Prince of Protection program I hadn't seen. And I hadn't seen this one. It's so. hard to do. I know you've been around longer than I have, so you have. I'm old as dirt. <laughs> Here for a good time, not a long time. Um. All right, so let's jump into some decom news. First and foremost. Sad to say, um, right before we started recording, we did get the news. I was looking at my phone that uh, Debbie Reynolds has passed um, just tonight. Yeah, for those of you who don't remember exactly who it is, I'm sure you know her because of Singing in the Rain, but she was also Aggie Cromwell in, I believe, was she in every Halloween I think she Town? was in every Halloween Yeah, Town and she was a truly magical lady. And as you remember from our review of Halloween Town, she was the best part, the of, the best part of those movies. She was too good acting, for those movies. Acting circles around everyone else. She was incredible. Um, she died one day after her daughter. Carrie Fisher, who is one of my favorite people, so it's mm-hmm. really sad, but we're happy that she's her and her daughter are together now and in a better place. Moving from that horribly sad news. Yeah, total the, transition. The, Taking the, a sip of my wine. Yes. It's been a rough, been a rough few it, days. It's for been me. a rough year. Yeah, but I, we won't get into ready all for that. 2017. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the news that we were very excited to talk about before we had to make the news sad was Disney Channel has been decided to revive the classic 80s 90s TV show Ducktales. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, and they've announced... Are you going to edit that sound in or are you going to keep my original voice? I might it? do both. Okay, <laughs> we'll good. see. That's what I did for Kim Possible. So they've decided to reboot this thing and it makes me kind of nervous because DuckTales, I'm actually a, not a hugely familiar with, but I know... It means we watch. Like, we love DuckTales. I, well, maybe I don't remember it as much. I know like... We had a dance to the theme song. Did we? Yes. I know we had a dance to the Gilligan's Island theme song. But there was also one to the DuckTales theme song. It wasn't very intensely choreographed. It was mainly just kind of like a square dance thing. That sounds about right. Um, but it was it was ma- as magic. I yeah I don't I just don't remember. Maybe I was a little too young. But uh, I I'm somewhat familiar with the TV show. I know it means a lot to a lot of people. It means a lot to Emma because she remembers it more than I do. Um, and it makes me kind of nervous because it's a very treasured franchise, and a lot of TV networks have been doing this reboot thing where they take a beloved cartoon and reboot it, and it really hasn't worked that much. They did it with Powerpuff Girls and Ben 10, and it's kind of sucked so far, but hopefully this will be the one, because the cast... I have faith in it. The cast looks amazing. Yes. So, uh, for those of you who haven't seen this news, go check it out on YouTube. They sing the theme song. It's really cool, but we've got, uh, some... uh, It's all started. Obviously, the big one to talk about is the one and only David Tennant as... Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck, which is awesome because a Lucas you have to remember Ducktales remember Scrooge McDuck dives into the pool the pool Yes no I remember the, I remember the idea I remember the signatures of Ducktales I just don't remember like sitting down and watching Ducktales I do But I know who Scrooge McDuck is 
Um, but David Tennant actually, the cool thing about David Tennant playing Scrooge Duck is David Tennant is actually Scottish. Yes. Which is kind of cool. But the thing that scares me is that the guy who did um, Scrooge McDuck's voice prior, the late great Alan Young, just passed away recently. And so it's going to be kind of weird to hear somebody else do the role. And it makes me wonder, is he going to do an Alan Young impression? Which I feel like kind of wouldn't be cool. But at the same time, like, that's what Scrooge McDuck sounds like to me. But we'll see. I think you're going to need to let go of the reins a little bit and, like, be ready for a new era. Not when things going to sound exactly the same. You also don't even remember the show. I so. know, but I just, like, but I know what Scrooge McDuck is supposed to sound like is the thing. That's all I'm going to, but, uh. All right. But, uh, and the other. You need to loosen up. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, the classic, uh, trio. Dewey, Dewey, and Louie. Yes. Ben uh, Schwartz from. Is Dewey. Uh, is Dewey from Parks and Recreation. You might know him as John Ralphio. Mm-hmm. Um, my Tec- favorite character. Technically, he's homeless. Technically, I'm homeless. Um, um, Bobby Moynihan, SNL, uh, is Louie, and Danny Pudi from Community is Huey, and then Beck Bennett, also from Saturday Night Live, is Launchpad McQuack, who is... I think that is the best That's the casting. best one. That's I think that one. is fantastic. If you, like, I, the second I saw that, I was like, yes, that one absolutely fits. I am also very sexually attracted to Beck Bennett, and oh, am okay. available at any time of night if you would like to call me. I think I, he's very attractive. I just think it's a good fit because of the characters he plays on SNL, the, vo- <laughs> like, the kind of doofy, like, uh... He's gonna do a good ...there voice. for a good time. Like, the voice is, it's definitely should be there, which is good because Launchpad McQuack is probably the most, not an enduring character, but he was in this, and then he went on to Darkwing Duck, which is also that one I do remember very vividly, because that was a great one. Um, but Launchpad McQuack, big fan of. And then uh, a couple other people got announced, Kate McCoochie I'm familiar with, um, but they're the big three. But the thing that worries me about having the big stars voice the three Duck Brothers is that I'm worried that they're going to try and focus on them a little too much. Because DuckTales, at its heart, is about adventure and going out and finding fortune. You just said you didn't even remember DuckTales. I'm familiar. And now you're telling me what's at its heart? I'm familiar with it. It's about I hijinks. It's literally I... hijinks. It's the three little ducks getting into hijinks. What kind of hijinks? Hijinks, okay? <laughs> you need to shut up. You literally, not... No, they go on treasure adventures. Yeah, and hijinks ensue. <laughs> Listen, I may not remember watching, but I'm familiar with the premise. But then don't come at me like you invented DuckTales. I'm not coming at you like I invented The DuckTales. heart of DuckTales. I'm just saying that's what the show is about, and I'm worried if they focus too much on the three Duck Brothers, it's going to get like the Huey, Dewey, and Louie show. It's going to get into Quack Pack territory, which no one wants to get into. I'll agree. Nobody wants Quack Pack territory. Thank you. Um, but I, Moving I'm, on. Let's yeah. talk about this shit movie that I just had to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, on my time off so, of my job. De- definitely check out the video if you want to see the cast. I Watch the video because they all sing the DuckTales yes. theme song, which is one of my and favorite I'm gonna, songs. And I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to watch the show at least in the beginning if it keeps me we'll find out I but not. i'm gonna just download the theme song on youtube let's talk about johnny tsunami first of all emma i want you to ask me one question answer me one question who's johnny tsunami good fucking question <laughs> um i went into this movie thinking that i knew who johnny tsunami was because i've seen this movie before and during my during my formulative years and within the first five seconds i was confused as to who it was because it opens with a man surfing, and someone says, Hey, Johnny, your grandpa's really cool. So they're thinking, Oh, he must be talking to Johnny Tsunami. But no, it is revealed in the next five seconds that, that the, the man- grandpa is Johnny Tsunami. The grandfather who is surfing is Johnny Tsunami. The kid, who is the ma- our main protagonist, name is also Johnny. Yes. Which couldn't be any more confusing. His name is Johnny Kapahala, which you might remember if you're familiar with the sequel film, Johnny Kapahala Back, Back on, on Board. Because they knew people were confused, and they were like, No, 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 he's Johnny Kapahala. Get this straight, folks. But no, by the end... We'll talk about that at the end, because it's very confusing. But, uh, yes, so it opens, surfing, guys, takes place in Hawaii, that's going to come explicitly. We know that because they're eating pineapple. Yes, and they are, everyone's surfing, all surfing. all surfing, all the time. All the time, talking about surfing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Johnny, young, not Tsunami, uh, 
explains that his grandpa, they're looking at a photo album, and he explains that his grandpa is called Johnny Tsunami because a plane crashed. Okay, crack- you need to just slow this down for me. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on at this point. I know that there was a story being told, and I know that it was explaining why the grandpa was Johnny Tsunami, but beyond that, I was completely lost. So, the grandpa's called Johnny Tsunami. Probably because the audio editing on this thing was yeah. literally done on, like, a boombox. Like, I... It's so bad. You can I could barely, not hear anything. You can barely hear the characters over the background music, and when they're on the beach and waves are crashing behind them, it's... Well, I also think it's like when they thing. were on location, you'd be it on a beach or on a mountain, they were dubbing lines yeah. over the... Instead of having it actually be live. So it doesn't, like, ma- it doesn't exactly sound right. And yeah, also, that too. I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But the backstory that you're so confused about, because it is very confusing, is that a plane crashed in the ocean, and Johnny Tsunami, the elder... The grandpa. ...swam out to it on his surfboard and rescued three people and saved their lives. And he earned... From the, the plane? From the plane, who cra- crashed. And he earned the nickname Johnny Tsunami. Doesn't really make any sense. There wasn't a tsunami, was, was not it? a tsunami. Okay. They just were like, his name's Johnny Tsunami. At least, they never say the word... During a tsunami, as far as I'm, as far as I remember, I was under the impression that but, there was a tsunami, but I guess, I, no, guess I, I, but no. Here's the confusing thing: is that it's later revealed that he, the fa- grandfather, was awarded with this medal, which is called the tsunami medal. Because oh, the was, medal is tsunami. The, the medal is called the tsunami medal. Oh well, that's where Junani tsunami comes. No, from. but they say it comes from the fact that he saved those people's lives. But he did not get the medal for saving those people's lives. He got, he got it. the medal for saving those people's no, lives. No, he got it for embodying the ideals of surfing, whatever the hell that means. But is it, didn't that wasn't that because he saved their lives and that was the ideal of surfing? How? <laughs> Explain to me how saving the lives of three people is the ideal of surfing, and he, I will give you this. Because he paddled out there <laughs> on his surfboard, <laughs> and he saved a life, which is what three surfing lives. is all about. No, failure. It doesn't make any sense. They give, they give two explanations. Either would have been fine, but they give both, and it doesn't add up. But so he got a medal not for winning a surf competition or anything of the sort. He got it for just embodying the idea. Idea of, of surfing. surfing and like the be- not necessarily being the best surfer. They mistakenly think it's because he's the best surfer, which he also is, but no one cares about that. It's yeah, he's, he's supposed a- to be an amazing surfer. Yeah, that's just a coincidence, I guess. I don't know. Um, but he then the grandpa comes out of the ocean and he does not look like a grandpa at all. I thought I was so in the woods with how old the people were supposed to be in this movie for like the first twenty five. I thought that the grandpa was his dad yes. because the grandpa is shredded yeah. and has like long hair down to his shoulders. And then and it also opens like one of his like Johnny the Younger's surfing competition. And yeah, like that's the, next the grandpa, yeah, and like the grandpa is walking down like with this woman who has like sunglasses on, so you can't really tell her age. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's his mom and his dad. But then we then find out it's his grandpa and yeah. his mom and who are walking arm in arm like a couple down yes. the beach, and the which fir- is very misleading. Yes, the grandpa is played by the guy who plays Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie. If you're familiar with that, and then Brandon Baker is Johnny the Younger, um, who who's done nothing pretty since much, this movie except Johnny Capaldi back on board. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Um, but, so yeah, he explained, the grandpa exposes about the medal that he won and that it's only given to the people who embody surfing, whatever. And then he goes to uh, John, younger Johnny's surfing competition and everyone's like, oh, it's Johnny Tsunami, oh my gosh. And then younger Johnny, again, this is really confusing to describe because when I say because Johnny Tsunami, I want to say. Because he's surfing. Yes. And you would think he would be the one who is yes. Tsunami, but Tsunami is the grandpa. Uh-huh. And so... Johnny wins, younger Johnny wins the competition. Older Johnny's not surfing. Younger Johnny wins the competition, and he asks, and again, this is the scene where the ma, the woman and the grandpa are walking, and Emma thought it was the dad. Um, but Johnny comes out of the water and asks, hey, where's dad? And then I was like, who are you people? 
Uh, but we find out that he got tied up at work. So again, once again, Disney Which just seems loves. Seems like a shit excuse because apparently he works from home. Like you could, that's you could true. Walk away from your that is true. Or... He does work from home, but also again, Disney just loves to have garbage, garbage fathers in its movies. Important to note that he does have both parents who are alive. That is true. He does have that. Um, but then it cuts to inside, and the dad's just typing in a computer. And they explain what his job is, but it doesn't make any sense. It's like hooking up computers. It's through the internet, not but not. Worth it. Yeah, it's no one understood what computers were in 1999, so they were just kind of. It was basically just like they were showing him like fiddle on MS Paint. Like none yes. of it made any sense. But so, but Johnny's like, "Oh, what are you working on?" And the no, dad no, no. start stop 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 <laughs> back it up. To be clear, there's an obvious disconnect between the son and the dad. The and, dad is a fucking nerd, yes. obviously, who like loves computers, and Johnny just wants to get out there and shred those waves, and shred bro. those waves, shred those waves, bro, shred those waves, sick, sick waves. And so there's <laughs> obviously the a disconnect. There's obviously a disconnect. I don't know why I slid into an accident. <laughs> or um, so there's obviously a disconnect between father and son here, as usual. And as per usual, usually there would be a dead mom who couldn't be there to mediate, but thank God we have this woman to be like, I have a vagina to help you guys talk yeah, to each but, other. Yeah, but, which the, is a terrible but, the, but the mom has a double comes into a double sword which we'll talk about but but with her relationship to the father but continue what you're gonna say but whatever so there's obviously a disconnect there and it's clear that he doesn't give a flying fuck what his dad does or like computers or anything and the dad doesn't about surfing surfing. even though his son is the like incredible at this thing and he's just like and the dad's probably super dope at computers too but it's very clear that they don't care about each other's things but Johnny comes home after his dad just missed his surfing competition mm-hmm. and is like trying to throw his dad a yeah. bone here. Johnny, and- the other thing is they're, they're not hostile to one another. He doesn't come in like, hey, why didn't you come to my surfing competition? He's just like, face. Yeah. he's just like, hey, I did really well. And he's like, yeah, sorry, I'll try and tear myself away next time. Oh, like he tries to show interest in his dad's work. And he's like, hey, like, what are you working on? Like, can you show me? And so that is a good move by him, like showing interest in his father's mm-hmm. things. Goes over there and the dad is a total dick move, decides to just like, make him, trick him into Googling the salaries for professional surfers <laughs> to show them that it's an incredibly low and a waste of his time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you'd think they'd be making more than that. Like, yeah. which was rude and unnecessary. The dad's whole plot line in this movie is the one that you've seen a million times where the dad had a rough childhood and he, he's working so hard because he wants his family to be have a better life, but he's depriving them of his time and his love. And it's just so but stupid. But I'm not getting the impression that he had that bad of a childhood. No, he's probably like a good daddy. That's the thing. I think I think Disney didn't want to go full out with the bad rough childhood thing because they want Johnny Tsunami to be a cool, awesome grandpa character. But the dad says like, yeah, he didn't really provide for us because he was a beach bum and a surf bum, and he didn't really had we didn't really always have like a roof over our heads or something like. It's just he didn't have a great life because his dad was a beach bum and he wants to have a better life. But it doesn't need, he doesn't have to be such a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Is the thing. Um, so then... Also, like, this kid is 11, like, let him pretend to be a freshman. He's 13. He wants 13. If he wants to be a professional surfer, like, now that's, that's great. Yeah, like, when I was 13, this I thought up, I was going to be a vet. That yeah, didn't the happen. mom brings this up later where she's like, he could tell us, he could ask us to buy him drums and be a rock star next month. Like, why are you being My so excited? My dad's tired? acting like he's about to, like, abandon the family business tomorrow. Exactly. He's 13. We also, it's also made very clear to us this point that the dad hates his own dad. Yes, which we And has some on. very, yeah, but kind of. It's like he hates him and they have some unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they should probably figure it out before he's trying to parent literally anyone. Yeah. But okay. Okay, um, continue. Yeah, so the mom uh, breaks, well, they, they break up and the son's like, whatever. The parents are clearly hiding a secret from Johnny and it's revealed in five minutes. Oh. In the next two minutes. Five minutes is generous. It's the next day. It's the next day immediately. And Johnny's walking out and they're like, hey, guess what? I have to move from, from my job. 
you both are coming with me. We leave in a week. Bye. I know Johnny's like, oh, you're moving? That sucks. I'm yeah. Like, oh, he really can't your bag. Like, you're he, moving with your dad. Yeah, he can really, t- he really doesn't even show he's upset. Like, he runs off. Like, he's kind of upset, and he's just like, I don't want to think about it. And so you'd think, like, he'd spend, like, the week, you know, with his friends, talking to his grandpa about no, how he doesn't... No, I was talking about how he, when he thinks just the dad is moving. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. Like, all right, bye. Mm. He's like, oh, how long are you going to be gone? I'm like, and kid, you're also moving. Yeah, we're all moving. Because he get his job is with this really fancy prep school that he in thinks Vermont. that he'll get, he'll get a really good education in Vermont. Um, and Johnny just storms out. He's like, whatever, I don't want to think about this, I want to surf. And so you think we're going to see over the next week. First of all, crazy that they're telling him we're moving in a week and you have to pack up your entire life in a also, week. Also, in like a scene before, he's like, "I'm gonna go do my homework." I'm like, "Dude, don't do, don't tell him to do his homework. He's that, leaving that school also, in a second. Yeah, with, like this is begging for Max Keeble's big move style spinoff. But the other thing is the fact you raise a good point. Johnny, he thinks that his son is like an idiot and just wants to surf. Johnny does his homework all the goddamn time. He's always talking about doing his homework. He's always like, "I should do my homework now." Like every like every scene that takes place at night when they're talking, he he's just goes, "I homework. should do my homework." Like, he thinks he's a but he's clearly very studious. Um, he says, we're moving in a week. Pack up your life. We're leaving in a week. And then the next he's talking to his grandpa about how he doesn't want to go. And the grandpa's like, don't worry, I'll always be here for you. <laughs> this was insane. And then you're like, oh, that's nice. And then they immediately, the camera pans over, and the dad, the car is packed up, and they're like, all right, let's go, guys. We're going to no, be late. No, it's not just let's go, guys. We're going to be late. It's we're going to miss the plane. <laughs> I was like, the plane? I was like, he packed a suitcase? Yeah, they, they pass a week's time in two minutes. I was like, did, did, did he have talk. any of his things packed up? Like, I didn't even know they had tickets for a plane. Like, it was crazy. It's so weird. And... Then he's just like, oh, should you put on a jacket? And then he's like, nah, I'll be fine. And he gets off the plane and immediately, like, brr, like cartoon sound effects of being cold are playing. Where he's like, who knew it would be this cold? Hardy har har. It's so stupid. In Vermont. Stu- in Vermont. <laughs> okay, so he goes to this new school. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting to note, he doesn't, it's like a prep school. So all the kids are in, like, blazers and ties and all that. And douchebags. And they're all douchebags, but... It's interesting to know that he rolls up on his first day in, like, a Tommy Bahama shirt and shorts. <laughs> we later learn that it's because this the, movie, did, the, the uniform didn't come yet. Also, but he looks insane. Yes. He dressed like he was going for a day on the beach. Like, pack some winter clothes, bud. You're going to get cold. But also the fact is, you're right, this movie also could have been called Tommy Bahama the movie. Because mm-hmm. that's how he dresses all the time. Except for when he's in Vermont. But, uh, yeah, so he rolls up in the school in, like, I think he has a puka shell necklace on because, of yeah, course, and a Hawaiian shirt. I, I, he's probably wearing shorts. Also, this kid needs a haircut. He is wearing Yeah, shorts. his hair is out of control in this film. But anyway, we he walks into class and he, we immediately meet, like, the villain of this, yes. like, the Caucasian evil rich villain of this and movie. And this is where this movie basically turns into, like, an 80s sports movie. It's mm-hmm. like a poor man's karate kid but with snow. Like, <laughs> that's a great analogy. Yeah, and we meet, and first of all, he has the most stereotypical rich douchebag name, Brett, Brett. which Oof. is rough. And we meet again every Disney bully needs a henchman, and we meet his henchman, who again is unnamed, not, not named. Disney doesn't think they need a name. Um, and he's immediately just bullying him because he's just from Hawaii. He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. He's he did not nothing. From... He didn't even like bump yeah. into them in the hallway. Wasn't that cursory scene where he like wrongs the school bully on his like, first she, day? Like hits on his girl or something or something like that. No, he's just like that guy's different and not dressed like I am. I'm gonna razz him, and his way he razzes him much in the I'm gonna razz him. much in the vein of Computer Boy, Bait Girl, Soapy. The horrible, horrible things they say. Hawaii. Hawaii. That's what he calls them. He says, hey, Hawaii. He's like, hey, hey Hawaii. Stupid shirt. Like, <laughs> good burn, dude. That is the state that I'm from. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's not great. Like, there's so many things you could have gone with, champ. And Also, the girl in this is 
uh, yes. Kirsten Storms. And the, Zeon... and the teacher is immediately on Johnny's side and asks Brett to name the four Hawaiian Islands because that'll show him. There's more than the four. Are there four? Sorry. Yeah. Name the Hawaiian Islands because um, that'll show him. And then we meet the girl who sits behind Johnny, whose name is Emily, and she's played by Kristen Storms, who is Xenon, of the tw- girl of the 21st century, who is not great in this movie. She's terrible. Yeah. But it's also like this weird, there's a weird thing happening there. Um, first of all, we're going to combine two segments, Emma's Feminist Corner and Emma's Style Corner. Oh, we're Emma's getting a Style corner. corner. Also, wait, before you get into Style Corner, we do need to know, is it Style Corner or Fashion Corner? Because we deviated. I want a definitive answer. Emma's Style or Fashion Corner? Style. Style Corner. All right. Because that encompasses what I'm going to talk about here. She doesn't really have okay. a kind of style. Ladies and gentlemen, Emma Style Corner. Starting with Feminist Corner. Oh, Emma anyway, Feminist Corner. There's a weird thing happening here where, like, they're 13, so they're really too young for this to be, like, full-on romantic. Like, Disney doesn't throw it that heavy that young. And, but, like... But wasn't Marnie supposed, supposed to be 13? Yeah, but she, like, kisses a guy on the cheek. But, yeah, like, but we don't even get that. <laughs> well, no, but it's, like, but they don't throw it too heavy too young, which is, like... There's a whole subtext of, like, her being Brett's girl and him being very territorial of Kirsten Storm's mm-hmm. Emily character. And, like, that is why he continues to be threatened by Johnny Tsunami, Mr. Hawaii. Yeah. is because she likes him and, like, wants to Yeah, with later him. on, not here but, at all. But, but I know, but he's uh, immediately very territorial of her. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no... No clue that she's his girlfriend. Nope. They're, they're like, There's literally they're, a they're scene in like 10 be... minutes where he puts her arm around her and he, she immediately takes it off. Takes it off. But then he continues to be very protective of Emily. But, but like they are not dating. Um, she, But he treats her like property. But they're supposed to be like friends even though she hates him. Oh yeah. Everybody hates each other in the, the prep school apparently. Okay. It was just it was a weird right. uh, left weird taste in my mouth. Style corner. Kirsten Storms has great bangs in this film. They're fantastic <laughs> and wispy. And they look great. Um, and they should also even accents them with a headband. And I like them. And that's it. Yeah. Well, because the style is just there's a uniform. And then when we see them hit the slopes, everyone who attends this school has a matching ski jacket and well, hat. Well, that's because they're part of the winter sport community. Yes, the very all-inclusive. No, not all-inclusive. Exclusive. No, exclusive. Winter sports community. Like, going back to this prep school where everyone hates each other. Mm-hmm. I first want to say I don't know why he was bullied for being from Hawaii because I would have bullied him for the insane way that he speaks. Yes, let's talk about that because then she names the Hawaiian Islands and then immediately we're like, okay, that's her love, his love interest because she knows the Hawaiian Except Islands. Except not. No. Um, and then we cut to Johnny's locker and a, a surf magazine falls out and uh, the bully Brett picks it up and he's like, what is this garbage? And Johnny's like, oh, you can look at it if you want. He starts like flipping through it and he starts throwing out the craziest slang you've ever heard. String of words. Now listen, we're not surfers, but I don't think any surfer has ever used it. Like some of them make sense like bra and crushing waves or whatever. Not even like use this, but maybe has used this many of these words that close together. Mm -hmm. It was like a rap. It's like he was having a rage stroke and just like all, like it all just came out and he was like, brah, sick waves, radical man. You know, it's so totally And the best one of them all. He was like, gotta get that sweet nectar. Sweet nectar. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? It's supposed to be, I guess it's supposed to say like instead of sweet, you say it's nectar, brah. Like those (laughs) waves are nectar. Nectar. (laughs) Which is the craziest thing. I don't think he ever says hang loose though. He gives the hang loose motion at some mm. point, but I don't know if he ever says hang loose. Right, but then the henchman comes up and starts pouring over the magazine and opens it to uh, w- women in bikinis, 
and he says, whoa, do all the girls in Hawaii look like this? And Johnny says, like, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Gross. I tell, yeah. And he says, you know what? You, you can give that back to me once you're done with it. So I guess he just knows the dude's going to, like, take this in the bathroom and jack yeah. off with it. He's <laughs> like, like, once you're done with it, well, I'm like, he obviously doesn't give a flying fuck about surfing, yeah. so you're giving him that magazine to go jack off at home to? I guess. Johnny's I... just super cool with it. And they actually open it, and there's this long, like, full-page long article and full picture of him, Johnny Kapahala, about how he's the new hotshot surfer in Hawaii, even though he's not in Hawaii anymore. And then uh, Brett gets the great idea, I'm going to show this guy who hasn't wronged me in any way, I'm going to invite him skiing. And Johnny tries to blend in and be like, oh yeah, I've gone skiing a okay. times. Here's yeah. the thing. We need to before now we're getting into the skiing thing. We need to touch upon the insane culture of this town, schools, areas, yes. winter sport community. So I don't know if any of our listeners, a lot of our listeners, have gone skiing before. Probably because it's pretty expensive. The equipment, the equipment, just renting the equipment. It the, is a stupid the chair, Caucasian sport. The chair lifting. I actually hate For skiing because I'm coasts. bad at it. Like we are not a skiing family. No. If we want to die falling down a mountain, we'll do yes. it on our own. Time. And I almost have a couple of times because I'm bad at skiing and so I hate it. But and it's for like they, rich the, Caucasian men who have nothing. Which, to left be fair, to lose. these are all rich Caucasian people. Yeah. But the thing is, they're just like, hey, we're gonna hit the slopes after school. You want to come? They just do this after every, school. They go skiing after school every single Pretty day. Pretty much. Like, never talk about paying for anything. Like, it's just... There's no currency. No. Nope. When he goes to when he goes to ski and, like, rents... I'm assuming he's not buying skis. He's renting them. Yep. He doesn't pay for them. Like, there's no currency. Also, every kid at this private academy has the exact same ski jacket yeah. and ski I mentioned that, headband. Yeah. And Johnny, and I would say the school... I would run- like to keep in mind that this, they're not part of a ski team. Nope. There's no athletic event. It's they just, just have them. them after school shooting the shit. And yeah, and you'd think that... And so you'd think, oh, the school provides all the equipment and the jackets and everything for its students. But no, Johnny's a student and he doesn't get any nope. of that. He doesn't get the jacket. He doesn't get the skis. It's all just... He's he like skiing in a button down the first day. Yeah, it's... So weird. And so they take him up the mountain and they shove him down the mountain, basically kind of trying to kill him. Like, yeah, he would have died. They're putting an fine. inexperienced skier, throwing him down a mountain, basically. Yeah, they him down a mountain. Yeah, and he, of course, crashes and realizes, well, skiing's not for me. And uh, is really kind of just tries to laugh it off, but they're very mean about the fact that he hasn't skied despite the fact that he's from Hawaii. Because they're terrible. Okay, but here's the thing. So, a lot of the lot of he can't ski. Those guys are dicks. He then meets someone right. He's on taking a bus. he's taking the bus. He, he meets someone on the bus like the next day home from school, and it's they're coming off the mountain. Clearly, it's like a big mm-hmm. group of kids. But instead of skiing, they're snowboarders, and also using crazy terminology that, but, but is still insane. Mm-hmm. But tying into the insane culture of this winter sports community, one of the snowboarders sits next to Johnny Cavalla. Yes, and he starts to explain some of the insanity of this world that we are now immersed in. First of all, this snowboarder is played um, by the famous Judd Jackson. The lately Thompson Young. Love him. He's honestly the best person in this movie. He's really He's great. He's pretty good. He's fun, He's fun to watch. But, so he explains to him how, like, things work on the mountain. Because Johnny sees the board and he's like, oh, I'm a surfer. Like, I might be better at this. I think that's, like, his train of thought. Which is a good thought. It's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a board. I'm more familiar with it. And he goes, wait, you go to Skyline, don't you? And he's which like, is the prep school. Which is the prep school. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that. And he's like, oh, do you not go to Skyline? And he's like, we go to, like, Garden Meadow. It's really unimportant. It's like East Meadow High. It's, like a, it's a public school. And it's a public, it's school. a public school. And and he says, 
that we call people at Skyline ski and the East and public school kids snowboard. Snowboard. That's the way it's been since snowboards were invented. First of all, what? And so that is insane in and of itself. Yes. And I was like, so only the kids at the rich private school ski are no are allowed to ski. Are allowed to ski, but then the the kids at the public school snowboard, which I was like, that's insane first of all because it's not a money thing because snowboarding is just as expensive as skiing mm-hmm. they're still both very expensive sports mm-hmm. that's just a random distinction that we're making so then johnny goes johnny's determined and he goes to get this kid to teach him how to snowboard the kid's name is sam sam teach him how to snowboard and they, he takes him out he agrees yeah. he takes him out we then learn of an even more insane twist of this story. Which really even could, like, even if you just told me that part, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. But then they add an extra layer no, okay, of... yeah, so the first thing, while, like, they ski and we snowboard, I was like, okay, like, that's pretty insane. Then you just, like, you know, the culture. Yeah, like, that's, like, the culture what their the friends school. do. Yeah. Um, and then they add an extra layer to mm-hmm. this, which is even more insane, which is that... This mountain that they're all skiing on, apparently only one mountain. Yeah, there's just one mountain. Used to be owned by one guy, mm-hmm. and then he died, and then his family split it in half. Half of it's for skiing, half of it's for snowboarding. Which... And you can't cross these boundaries. And also, the best side of the mountain, only the best snow and the best runs, that's for skiers only. And the snowboarders can't go there. So basically, Johnny Tsunami is about class warfare. Yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> But that's the thing. I'm out of breath. (laughs) That's the thing about it being class. That's the thing about it being class warfare, though, is the fact that if let's say you go to the public school and you're already hardcore into skiing, and you're like, "Well, I'll just go and ski on the other side of the mountain." Could you? Is it like they won't let anybody from the school, or they won't let any snowboarders in, or is it both? I I don't don't know. know. We already know that nobody from the public school can ski. It's only snowboarding. So. They wouldn't be and vice versa. This will be reinforced later because he asks Emily why why it's all about why Skyline is all about skiing, and he's like, "Did you know anything about snowboarding?" And she goes, "We don't snowboard here." It's, the, what you, it's literally the town for Footloose. It's like the town of Footloose. Like it's like it's, snowboarding is outlawed at this school, and you'll find serious repercussions if you try and snowboard. Insane thing I've ever seen. It was so crazy to watch. I was like, "Is this really the plot?" I have no memory of this from childhood. I just thought it was about him learning how to snowboard and being good at it. I don't remember this class. Oh no, he sucks at snowboarding. Actually, well, yeah, for the he, majority of the film, he's bad at it. Yes, but he, also something we should bring up is the fact that the the kids have nicknames for each other, which is. The kids from Skyline are called the Skies. Makes, Makes sense. sense. That's close to the name of the school. And the kids from Green Meadow are called the Urchins. Which Johnny even comments on, like, man, they really lost the lottery when it came to picking names. Yeah, like, and, but also, it's like it's it's literally condescending. It's like, like you're an urchin. Urchins? Like, <laughs> yeah, and so many street urchins hit the slopes every day after school. I'm sick of these white kids. I hate them. <laughs> But um, it's also in these scenes where he's talking to Emily about snowboarding or basically anything that we learn that Emily is the worst. She is... Oh, she sucks. I love... She's also unnecessary to the plot. Yes. This could have been a story about a kid overcoming class warfare and befriending... (laughs) No, ending class warfare, basically. Putting an end to class warfare and helping the proletariat rise up to defeat um, the evil Caucasian skiing children. But... It's not. It, there's. They also try to shoehorn a romance between these two 13-year-old they, they children. Sh- so, yeah, at the core, this film is about Johnny Tsunami. Nope, Johnny Kabahala. Yeah. Coming to, moving from Vermont, being a fish out of water, and learning 
um, how to snowboard, and then using his snowboarding skills to end the class warfare that is raging between these two schools and these two sides of the mountain. But in, and then, yeah, that's the basic plot. But in there, they wedge so much family drama, so much unimportant romance, just so much bullcrap that just does not need to be there. And it's just ridiculous that they try and fit it all in. It really, the movie suffers for it. And this is where we've seen, because I love Kirsten Storms. She's Xenon. She's wonderful. I can't wait till we get to the Xenon movies. She's but not good in this. She's not good in this. I can imagine it's because they're not giving her a lot to work off of. And she, when we'll touch on this in a couple minutes, she is the reason for the everything going, excuse the pun, downhill in the plot. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Um... So he continues his lessons with Sam, and he and Sam become friends, and Sam invites him to his home, and we learn that Sam's an army kid, or, do they say army, or is he in, like, the Marines? Like, I don't know. He's in the military. His dad's in the military. military. I think they just use and they military. Move, and they move around a lot. Um, and so... But only to cold places? Only, weirdly, it's just like a weird coincidence. He expresses, he expresses how much he hates the cold, but he's lived in the cold literally all his life. Um... But one of the things we both connect, because this is the first time we actually watched the movie together. Yeah. Is they walk in the door and he says, it's, man, your dad lives here. That's for you. Your dad, so nice of your dad. Let me come over. And there's like, yeah, cool. And you see a picture sitting on the ba- sitting on the table. And, and the giveaway is it's the person alone with no yeah, one else in the and, picture. And he goes, oh, where, where is this is, your mom? Is this your mom? And before it even left Lee Thompson, left Lee Thompson Young's lips, we just knew. She's dead. She's dead. Mom's dead. No doubt about it. Mom's dead. And sure enough, mom she's died. Dead. Don't know why. Don't know Past when. Years, doesn't Mom's matter. been dead. dead. And it has no bearing on the plot, but just another dead she's mom. Dead. Disney, why do you hate moms? Why do they all got to be dead? Also, here's another thing I wanted to point out, just as some, I am not a skier, and I am not a snowboarder, mm-hmm. uh, but I did have to learn to ski once in college um, because of a trip that I was on, and I will say this, um, someone who's learned to ski and like been taught to ski very recently, um, no one starts out snowboarding. True. It's not something that they have you start on, which is what this kid does. Yes, he goes straight he for goes the board. He goes straight for You fall down a lot, and it's hard because it's like hard to stop and like skis are just kind of like easier to maneuver in that way so they want you to kind of usually learn how to ski first mm-hmm. but that doesn't happen here and he just goes straight to the board straight to the board um and by going straight to the board it's kind of like again footloose comparison the rebel who comes into town yes and it's stri- very and hardcore he, that he it's very the board. hardcore that he rides the board and emily's really into that hardcore um and so she sneaks to the other side of the mountain wearing like a chic level of like a, cover like a face mask, like a skiing yeah. mask. Yeah, like and very bulky, like make sure no one knows that it's her. And she asks Sam and uh, and Johnny to teach her how to snowboard. Which, by the way, Sam's snowboarding friends, the other urchins, are very against Sam teaching Johnny and this girl anything, but he does it anyway because Sam's a cool guy and I like Sam. Um, so they spend the whole day teaching her. And then she gets real fucking cocky. Yes. And this is the huge turning point of the film. She gets, she's like getting the hang of it, and they're like, she's like, "Hey, I'll race you down the mountain," and they're like, "Hey, that's a bad idea." She's you've like, been, "No, I got you've it." You've been I'm doing good. this for literally a day. And she's like, "I want a field run." Yeah, and so she goes off the course or like down the side of a mountain, down the side of a mountain, and she's like holding her own at first, but then she just starts taking tumbles and like gets just falling down the she side of the been mountain, dead, honestly. and she should have been dead, and she just clings to the side of the ra- to the side of like, like a, a rock. rock, and it's literally she's. 
if she's staring she, death in the face. She's staring, not staring death right in the face. She's hanging over like a cliff that would like literally yes. land and so her on the ground. Johnny and, and Sam catch up with her, and Sam looks over the edge, and Johnny's like, "Oh, do you see her?" And he's like, "Yeah, she's right down there." And then the ice breaks underneath Sam, and then Sam's hanging next to her. I thought Sam was trying to go get her. Well, he was also look. He was doing both. He was looking over the edge for. Her. He's like, "Yeah, I got her." And then he was, "I see her," and I was like reaching down, but then the ice breaks underneath him, and he falls, and they're standing next, hanging next to each other, and Johnny has to use whatever snowboarding skills he's got to snowboard down. Nope. He t- he actually he eats a, eat a, he eats it a lot on his mm-hmm. way down. Um so he goes and gets the snow patrol and they're like clinging there and Sam almost dies letting getting the board off of her because she couldn't find her footing. And then the ski patrol comes and they he pulls her up. Pulls and, up on a rope. and they have this really weird moment where they're like face to face, Johnny and Emily. He's pulling and, she's just, and she's just like, Are you okay? And she goes like yeah, now and then Sam's like, "Hey, dying down well, also, here." Also, <laughs> I go, I was like, "Um, we guys have time for that later." Um, your friends down there, and then right after I said that, uh, Judge Jackson was like, "Uh, guys, I'm still down still here." Still down here. <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." Being the only real, real dude so, in this movie. So two kids almost died, and yeah, very serious. Yes, stuff. and it's Heavy. entirely it's entirely Emily's fault because yeah, she got got cocky. She almost died. Sam almost died. And they almost and, died saving her. And Johnny saved both of their lives. So the next day. Everyone's pissed off at Johnny. It's all Johnny's fault. Everything that just Everything happened... Everything that he did was his fault. ...is all Johnny's fault. Um, and her, Kirsten Storms won't talk to him and yells at him for no yes, reason. Yes, because her father is the principal. It's really unimportant that he's the principal no, of the school. Matter. But he is. And so she, he tells her, you can't hang around that Kabahala no, boy. but here's the thing. We don't even see that happen. That's true. <laughs> we never, ever... I mean, we're supposed to assume that, I guess... He, she has a talking to, but in the only scene we've ever seen him in, which was like a dress code violation scene, which is really he's super chill. Mm-hmm. He's super chill. So we don't think that he's like a complete flaming ass. And then, but I guess we're supposed to assume that he forbid her from ever seeing him because then in the lunchroom, she just loses her fucking mind on him and is like, I can't talk to you. Like, we have to stay away from each other. Yeah, her dad grounds her for, I don't know, going on the other side of the mountain. Hanging with the urchins. Yes, hanging with hanging the urchins. Hanging with the poor kids. And Johnny gets a stern talking to from his parents about what he did almost killing him, which is a fair point, but at the same time... I mean, only... yeah, that was good parenting. Which... We were like, we were worried about you. But the only reason he almost died was because Emily almost yeah, died. Yeah, she was, she was not Like, great. he was learning the steps and being safe. He was saving safe. someone. Um, and this is where we really get the hint of just how bad the family drama His is. His family is so messed up. They need to go but not messed up in a Dr. Phil. good way. Um, well, he's messed up in a good way. Like in Halloween Town. Like the family dynamic is good there, even though they're kind of like messed up and don't really like each other. No, I mean this family. I or like, in Smart House. Smart House is, be- I remember is better. Like this movie being about snowboarding and surfing <laughs> and him like... And I did not remember the heavy undertones yes. of, like, family dysfunction that yeah, pervades this entire... It's, There's it's, about 16 different heart-to-hearts in this yes. movie. A few from John, with Johnny and the Grandpa. It's, it's a lot one like... One with the dad and the Grandpa. Mm-hmm. One with the mom and the dad. Yes. One with, like... They, That's it, the thing, is you think the one majority... One with the mom and the Grandpa. Yeah, you like, think the majority of the emotional moments in this movie are going to come from the dad's relation to his son and the dad's relation to his father. But they also wedge in this whole thing about how the mom is angry that the dad has become so... In yeah, they shoehorn in another plot. Like the that, mom's like, "You're not the man I married." I was yeah. like, "No." And that really doesn't this become important anymore, except for that one for scene Disney. that it's in. But they ground. They don't. They don't. This is not when they ground. Him. Oh, you're right. The, he then goes back 
to snowboarding with his BFF of Sam. Yeah. And they go on the ski side of the mountain. You know, we might just want to knock an F off that F because they're basically boyfriend. Um, they do run away together. I, yeah, their later. love story was stronger than the Kirsten yeah, Storm well, story. I would have loved they them literally, to be a They run away together. That would have been a lot more powerful for me as a person. But anyway, they go... There was like some fresh pow-pow on the other side of the mountain. So they sneak over to yes. the... Despite his, despite his parents being pissed off about him almost dying, this is like Romeo and Juliet. So they sneak no, over it's to not. It's so so bad. They try and kind of get a Romeo and Juliet thing going, but it's done so badly. Okay, so they sneak over to the ski side, and basically and Brett is, and his douchey unnamed friend are there. Yes, we did again. The henchman never gets a name, and Emily is there, who just is silent the Stands whole time. There does nothing, and she confronts. She confronts, and he confronts the urchins that they shouldn't be on the side. Also, we almost missed it. So when. Uh, Johnny first meets Sam. He's wearing a hat, a particular hat that is literally the craziest. Sam was wearing the Sam's hat. wearing the hat. Literally the craziest hat I've ever seen. It's like multicolored dreadlocks. Okay, it's like I remember these hats from the early aughts, but it's like it is like a ski hat. It's like a ski cap with like random strings sticking out of it it's that almost look like dreads. But also now that I'm thinking about it, kind of look like a sea urchin. Damn it. Wait. <laughs> And then he says, he's like, you're not cool enough to wear this hat. Is that hat, like, the mark of the urchin? But no, Sam and Johnny are the only two that wear it. But maybe he's the head urchin. The so mark the of urchin. the urchin. <laughs> First of all, the head urchin? I'm just urchin? saying it's something to think about. But yeah, it's a really weird and hilarious hat. And it's impossible. Like, if I put it on right now, no one would take anything I said no. seriously. Um, but then, yeah, Brett... No, he not Brett. He hat, honestly. Yeah, Sam throws Johnny a hat after his... Because he's cool enough now after saving his life. And the entire time Brett, the entire time Brett and Johnny are having this confrontation on the other side of the mountain, Johnny's wearing this hat, and it makes it really hard to take anything seriously. Yeah, he's wearing the crazy urchin. The crazy hat. It's the only time in the movie he wears it, and they picked the wrong time. So yes, Brett confronts Johnny about him being on the wrong side of the mountain. They're like, "Hey, there's nothing against. There's nothing in the rules that says we can't be here." No, there's literally a line that says. He's like, Johnny's like, is it written somewhere that we can't be here? And and Brett's like, it doesn't have to be written, which we were immediately like, wait, 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 wait. it's was, not written? I thought it was written. I thought there was a mountain law. I was like, yeah, we mountain law. We <laughs> were operating under mountain law. Mountain law, And the man law, died, baby. and the mountain was split in half. The man, yeah. And I and thought so, it was written on yeah, signs so or something. Yeah, so did I, but, but no, apparently Who's it's, just making a, the rules? it's just a cultural thing that like, hey, you can't snowboard on this side of the mountain, and if you do, you know what it is? you're in the wrong it's side. It's class war. It's class warfare, baby, and there's no... They're sure, but then they're shirking mountain law. I was under the impression we were operating under mountain law. Mountain, and mountain law. law was one side for skiing, one side for snowboarding, and it was probably written in the lodge or somewhere. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's they're written it hanging over the fire. Mountain law rule number one: skiing, snowboarding shall always separate. be separate. Mountain law two: if you save someone's life, you get, get blamed the for hat. Them. You get that. You get blamed for everything, <laughs> but you also, also get, get a hat. You get a dope ass hat, and by dope, I mean stupid, not cool dope, dopey. Mountain Law 3 is, there's no currency allowed. You just take <laughs> whatever you want free. out of shop. Everything is free. Mountain um, Law, baby. Um, but okay, then wait. Brett starts a fight with Johnny and, like, get like punches pretty him. Pretty lame the, fight. They're pretty, rolling around the He snow. literally just holds him on down and punches him in the face a bunch. And he's, like, bleeding. And then Ski Patrol shows up and ends the fight. And they're like, yeah, we're fine. We're gonna oh, do- also apparently Mountain Law number four is that Ski Patrol calls your fucking parents after you get in a fight. No, no, they don't. They But the Ski Patrol reinforces this Mountain Law because it said, you guys should head over back to the other side of the mountain. Yeah. And, yeah, and like, it's like, so wait, you're in on Mountain Law? Like, where? Oh, God. But, yes, so... How did the headmaster and the parents find out about this fight then? Because Brett told them, obviously. He punched him in the face. No, but that's the thing, is Johnny, they say, Brett says... 
Johnny started the fight and he says that didn't happen, but all the other skies told on said that Johnny started the fight except and he says talk to Emily she'll back me up that that didn't happen and the dad's like no you're not we're not discussing you and my daughter anymore so Johnny gets blamed for starting the fight and the headmaster's like I could literally throw you out of school which is weird because it did not happen on school property I feel That's like what I'm saying <laughs> it's a little overstepping your bounds there champ but they just put him on probation and so the fight between Brett and Johnny actually kind of is the impetus for the rest of this movie and influences again all of the stupid family drama, romantic bullcrap, and real love story between Johnny and Sam. <laughs> but, uh, we, you know, we'll talk about that after a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Me and I are going to go shred down the mountain. Catch you later. Bruh. <laughs> Nectar. If everybody had a about coming to Vermont um, to bring this family together, even though his work is what's keeping the family really from being yeah, so close. he's the only one keeping the family completely apart. Basically, yes. Um, this movie is... Emotionally isolating the mother, mm -hmm. being a dick to his son. And apparently the headmaster picks up on this because he tells Johnny, Johnny, you're going to have to make a decision about where you fit in here. And he basically tells him, you can't hang out with poor kids if you want to go to school. He literally Which is like, stop not... hanging with the poorries. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> the chill poories. with these... You, you, They're called the urchins. Like, They're peers. He's like, you gotta stop hanging with the poor kids. Hang out with the people that go to your actual school. And the dad is like, right on, man. Yeah, the dad reinforces this message when they get home, which is crazy because a principal cannot say this to a child. No, oh, no, it's awful. This, his parents are both present, and the mom's kind of like... What? Yeah, and the dad's the just like, yep, this You is... can see in the mom's eyes, and she's like, this is kind of messed up. Yeah, but they get home, and then dad's immediately like, yeah, you shouldn't be hanging out with those urchins anymore. They're not, they get you yeah, into nothing but trouble. he uses the term urchins. He's like, you know, what are they called? The urchins? I'm like, okay, all right, sir. And the mom, like, she, does she stand up to the dad? No, no, she stood up to him earlier when she talks about, when he ta says, I moved over this family here to bring us together and she's like you're what's keeping us apart and our marriage is failing because you're so busy but like he then tells him that he needs to hang out with his peers because they're rich and these other kids are not and there's the mountains divided or some yes. some nonsense and it's crazy for a father to say this because you were just like oh you'll make some friends don't worry about it champ and then he makes friends he's like no these are the bad kind of friends need the even, better kind of friends even though they've done nothing really wrong, nothing wrong. they're not like a bad crowd they just, just got punched in the face yeah and they don't uh, do anything illegal. They don't break any rules. They just don't go to the school he goes to. Nope, they're just poor. Anyway, and poor. So, here's but before, the thing. but actually, are they poor? We keep saying poor just because they go to public school, but they're snowboarding that's every true. goddamn day. They could just so not want to go to prep they? school. I don't know. But okay, the thing is, so Sam meets Johnny at home and he tells him, "I'm shipping out to Iceland." Well, not shipping out. His dad is moving to Iceland because the military is moving him, and Johnny's very upset about this because he's his only friend and his love, but. <laughs> Uh, and so then he's very upset about this. He's very upset about his dad telling him that they can't hang out because dad's kind of an elitist prick. And so Johnny gets a great idea 
and he call, picks up the phone, and he calls Sam, presumably doesn't say Sam, but it's Sam, and says, hey, just how, how cold t- how, are you? No, how tired are you? How tired are you of being cold? And we cut to some unknown amount of time later. No, um, I don't know. And the mom has discovered Johnny leaving a note on his incredibly outdated laptop. Yes. That says... Basically an MS Paint. Yes, me and Sam are running away. Can't live here anymore. Sorry I disappointed you. But also, like, like, don't worry about us. Like, like, his parents are just gonna, like, let it all go. He's like, couldn't do this anymore. You know, we gotta go our separate ways. Don't worry about me. I'm chill. Like, don't worry about me. Like, his parents were gonna, like, go looking for Mm -hmm. him. And the dad... Uh, Sam's dad shows up, and even though I don't think they've ever met, never before, have until this moment. All, and he's like, "Did you get one of these?" And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, well, "Where do you know where they are?" And they're like, "No." And he's like, "Then the dad, thinking logically, says they're two thirteen-year-old kids with no, no money. money. How far could they get?" And smash cut to them in Hawaii. And so you think, I don't know, maybe they stole the mom's credit card and bought tickets or something. Blah blah blah. No. As they're walking, you would be wrong. <laughs> as, wait, wait. I want to flash back to the scene when we first walk into Sam's house. No. Johnny makes note. Sam or Johnny's house? Sam. Sam. Johnny makes note of planes flying overhead and being very loud. Because it's like near military base. Because it's near and Sam's like, I don't even notice it anymore. I've been an army brat. You know, it's, they're always, I don't know. And he's like, where do you think they're going out to? And Sam's like, oh, you know, France, um... No, I think it's mostly continental. I don't think we're sh- I don't shipping know. fighters I don't, West to West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia, um, California. Which is just a, and then Johnny says, Hawaii? And Sam's like, yeah, sure, which, probably. Which is just, you know, whatever. It I makes sense. bases on Hawaii. Makes, never touched upon make, again. Never touched upon You just think it's like a fun line about the fact that to explain they live on a military base. Okay, fast forward to them this walking scene. on the beach after they have fled their own homes. And there is some exposition given as they're walking along the sandy shore that... Man, I'm so glad we managed to sneak aboard that cargo plane and fly all the way to Hawaii. These you two... are to believe. <laughs> you buckle your fucking seatbelts, folks, because you are to believe that these two 13-year-olds, without the dad's help, consent, or, or even stealing of any of his IDs or papers, have snuck aboard a military cargo plane all the way to Hawaii. No, not only that, snuck onto a military base, snuck into a plane, and we're in said plane. They're in Vermont. That's like at least like a four or five hour flight to Hawaii in a to car. To Hawaii? Yeah. From Vermont? For how am I underselling it? That's like a fourteen hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> I should look. Where that do up. you think Hawaii I is? I don't know. I don't know how good planes are. I'm gonna. You know what? We're gonna. We're gonna no, wait, I'll this. do it. I'll do it. Um. So yeah. They're in Hawaii now, just by themselves, and they're walking the beach and just happen to run into Johnny Tsunami, the grandpa, um, and he's overjoyed that they're here. He's like, yo, why didn't you call or your parents call that you were coming? And he's like, they don't know. We ran away. And Johnny Tsunami just looks at them and just goes, all right, cool. Let's hang out. I would like everyone to know the flight time from Vermont, VT to Hawaii is approx via travelmath.com thank you travelmath this is not sponsored it is just me saying thank you but we're not we're not against getting money if travelmath wants to sponsor me go right ahead um 10 hours and 27 minutes they were on board a cargo plane a cargo military plane thank you for that emma so the grandpa we cut and the grandpa's talking to the parents because he's like oh yeah i've got him here they're fine don't worry about it and he's like Okay, the dad is furious Matt. that they're, they're talking to the father. He has to talk to his own dad because, again, he hates his guts. Hates his dad. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird, weird things going on there. 
And he says, okay, you're going to put them on a plane tomorrow and send them back. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, what? He's like, they need to come back on their own. Otherwise, they're just going to keep running away. And they're just going to keep resenting you forever. Pretty good advice. Pretty good advice. But I don't think he should be able to do that. Hold the children captured in Hawaii? A little bit. A little bit. I mean, they want to stay. But at the same time, when your parents and one of them's in the military. grandparent. All right. Yeah, but one of them is not. Like, True. And, and the dad's in the military. Yeah. Like, this is something. I don't think he should be doing this. But he says, I will I will get them home when they want to go home. And so then they, the kid, the kids, he tells the kids that he's not making them go home. And they start teaching Sam how to surf. And this whole scene part where he's in Hawaii literally doesn't really make so much of sense on the plot. Because, like, ten minutes later he decides to go back. Based on at, at nothing. The of nothing. Yeah. He's like, oh, gotta go back to Vermont. And I was like, why? And he says it's because, he asked his grandpa, like, was I good at surfing when I first tried it? And he's like... Oh, there's like an antidote. An- antidote. <laughs> How do you say it? Anecdote? Anecdote. What the hell? I'm talking, I, we had a conversation about this earlier, about how to say the word an- anecdote. anecdote. And you were correcting someone for saying antidote and now which i is, keep saying which is, antidote which is a cure for how you like a cure for poison i know or an anecdote okay so there's an anecdote about him surfing and not being good right at the beginning of his surfing experience he was very young and the grandpa tells him oh you know you fell off a lot but you know you never gave up why then, what was that accent? that was like he's Bronx. like you never gave up and so then he's like you're right i never do give up and then he <laughs> you're not even trying i'm doing a Bronx now but he was like you're right i never do give up Times go back to the Vermont. Yeah, because because every he said everything in Vermont's so hard, and he's like, well, you shouldn't give up on it, be like you because you didn't give up on surfing. And he's like, all right, we can go back. Never consult Sam about whether or not he yeah, wants no, to go Sam's back. Sam's going back Sam, too, but Sam's going back too, and he makes some, and he basically abandons all his Hawaii friends to teach Sam how to surf, and that, that somehow influences the decision, but it's not really clear how that works. No. But so they go back to Vermont, and Johnny Tsunami says he'll go with them, and they fly back, and he confronts his son. The Johnny Tsunami OG uh, yeah, comes yeah. with us. Oh, the elder Tsunami, as he is known. Mm-hmm. The elder Tsunami confronts the dad about the fact the dad is furious that he's here again. He's just like, Johnny's like, am I in trouble? And the dad's like, we'll talk about that after I get over the shock of seeing my father. And it's, it's, Jesus, how much do you hate your dad? He surprised you in Vermont. Yeah, but like, he really hates the guy for basically no reason. Uh, Anyway, the grandpa comes back and he accompanies Johnny back to Vermont. mm -hmm. There's one of the 15 separate heart-to-hearts in this movie occurs where the dad and the grandpa have heart-to-heart, which allegedly solves something. Their problems and the dad's problems. It's all about how, like, the dad tried surfing, but it wasn't his thing. And it's, like, it's really It basically boils down to the fact that, like, you can't force your kids to do shit, especially when they're 13 and they're going to change their mind on what they Mm want to do The mom throws her hat into this ring as well. 10 minutes. But so the grandpa agrees to go snowboarding. Or doesn't agree. I think he asks it to take him. He goes snowboarding. No, with he, he Johnny, Johnny is supposed to be grounded from snowboarding. And the, the grandpa just rolls up in a car to the mountain and is like, yo, take me snowboarding. He's like, I'm grounded. He's like, I'm your dad's dad. You have to listen to me. And Johnny's like, I can live with that logic. And uh, oh, also, we should talk about, because this will come become a thing at the end. The two sides of the mountain are run by two different people, the ski supplier and the snow supplier. The snow supplier is all 
has crazy about Johnny Snow. He's like, yeah, bro, like, sick pow. Like, he's like a <laughs> snowboarding bro, which is like a stereotype that exists, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like a snow bro. And you think they're entirely inconsequential characters, but they become explicitly important Yeah, at the so end. there's a snow bro who runs the snowboarding side, and he's like, let me hook up the elder Johnny Tsunami with, like, and a he also He also hooks up younger Johnny Tsunami. And my special wax. So, like, he does that. And then but, there's the uptight guy. But then when we first see Johnny Tsunami skiing... He goes to the ski shop on the other side of the mountain, which is just for skis. Which, again, anyone, if you ever go skiing, this is all done in the same fucking place. They're not two separate shops. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's a ski shop. And it's from a really uptight guy with, with glasses. Like glasses. And he wears, and like, like, a turtleneck or something. A button-up. And, you know, he's just, like, he's very obviously a sky. And the other guy's very obviously an urchin. And so... Elder Tsunami comes and gets boarded up by... Yeah, he gets all suited up, and Johnny's like, all right, Grandpa, are you sure you don't mean to, you know, teach you how to do anything before we try this? Because my friend almost died after doing it for a day. And I've had a traumatic experience. Yeah, and and Grandpa's like, like, nah, I got this. And the Grandpa proceeds to just shred sweet pal bra down the mountain and he like, sends it it's, oh also no we should point out they are on the wrong side of the mountain again they're on oh, the yeah. ski side of the mountain because Grandpa Tsunami doesn't give a flying fuck yeah and he said take, me to, where the, take me to where the best slopes are and he's like I got you Gramps and they're shredding down the mountain he's like why didn't you know you could sit in snowboard and he's like you never asked which, which is a huge cop out yeah whatever. huge cop out but Man, then again Man lives in Hawaii but, his entire life but okay mm-hmm. and then Brett and his entourage show up once again and they're like, what are you doing Brett here? Brett can suck a bag of dicks. Brett is, Brett's the most, like, cookie-cutter villain of, like, ever. He's not like, even bu- convincing. No, he's the most cookie-cutter bully ever. And he's just stuck up for and hates him for, like, basically no reason. And uh, he's like, hey, Hawaii, who's the freak? And he takes off the blades and is like, I'm his grandfather. And, like, which supposedly is kind of scares him. I don't know why. It does It's an old man. He looks kind of scary. He looks kind of off-put by the fact that it's an old man. And Johnny, for some reason, decides, you know what? We need to squash this beef between our two sides of the mountain. I'm challenging you to a competition. I will race you down the mountain. You on skis, me on my snowboard. Whoever makes it to the bottom first. Which is, like, based on an ancient surfing tradition of, like, the best surfers from each area yeah. come together. And then some, they own the beach for a day. And I was some like, bullcrap. What? And he says, if I beat you down the mountain, that everything is open for everybody for whenever. So we can use the best slopes and you can use our side of the mountain, even though you don't want it. Because that's where all the bad slopes, that, like, the slopes are worse there. And so he's immediately like, why would I do this? And then... Johnny Tsunami takes out the Tsunami medal is like, because the winner also gets this. But why would Brett even want the Tsunami Because, medal? no, that's the thing. He does it, but Johnny's like, immediately like, oh no, wait, Grandpa, don't do that. This is important. You can't just give it away willy-nilly, or especially to this douchebag. And Brett sees that's an important to Johnny. Oh, and he's like, oh, I'll good. do it. Because if I can mess with Johnny, I'll take the that. The old Tsunami family heirloom. Yes. And so Brett agrees to this ski, not ski off, Snow race? Let's powder call it. off. Pa- let's snow, call it a snow race. Powder off may sound like it's cocaine winter competition. Winter community face off. The winter a powder race community. is a cocaine competition, I think. <laughs> um, they run off. Johnny's amazed that Grandpa's offering him this, snowboard- this medal, especially because Johnny still kind of sucks at snowboarding. Like yeah, he's, he's not, not that good. He's not that good. And so they go back home, and the get- the dad confronts Johnny and is like, hey, I heard you got challenged to the snow competition. By the way, you're ungrounded. And you gotta win because you gotta keep that medal. It's like, and... thanks, Dad. We're in snowboarding for half the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, but he's like, you gotta. Fuck up. But he's like, you, I'm, you gotta win because you gotta keep this medal in the family because the dad suddenly cares about the medal? Like, yeah, you never cared about the medal before? Never cared about anything related to surfing. I also would like to say, really quickly, before we get onto the actual race, that this whole thing comes up because Brett calls 
Johnny a disgrace to the, the winter, winter sports, sports community. community. Which is what I think I would call this, right? The winter sports community face-off. That's apparently what they're calling themselves. Is then saying class work. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why are you including yourself with the people you hate? Like, you're saying that they're you're all, all part of the part same community. They're all part of the community. winter sports community. And my thing that happens here that just really throws me off board is that I just get so in love with this is that he's like, so, okay, if I win, everyone can ski on every side of the mountain. Like, does Brett make the rules? Like, last I checked, it was because of, like we said, mountain law, and there was a family that divided the shit in Mountain two, law, bitch. And, like, we are operating under mountain law, where you only do one shit on one side and one shit on the other. So, who's to say that if Brett loses, he's gonna be like, okay, well, free for all. Who the fuck is Brett? He has a 13-year-old twat bag. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you really could have solved this by Brett having Brett's family own the mountain. That would explain yeah. a lot of things. But That's a good idea. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is is that we'll meet the characters who own the mountain later, and they agree to these terms and conditions. But we don't see them agree. For no reason. Practically no reason. But yeah, if Brett's family just owned the mountain, literally that just include a line so of dialogue, it would explain why they all have snow jacks, explain why he banished the snowboarders. It would make so much, so much sense. sense. And just they were like, no, we're going to make it crazy convoluted. Okay, so now it's the day of the race. It's the next day. And they meet atop a mountain. Uh, Johnny, does is he wearing... He's not wearing the hat Sam gave him. But Brett is wearing... This is also the first time we ever see these people wear helmets. Mm-hmm. I, no, they wore, they wore them when Johnny and Elder Johnny were going on the mountain. They put helmets on. Mm. Yeah, because they grabbed the helmets off the rack. And they're oh, like, we'll yeah. take two of these. So they meet on top of... I think of, some, like, somebody from, like family and like standards came in and was like okay you know i've seen 75 percent of this movie we should probably start putting helmets on these 13 year old yeah. children and so the last 20 percent of this movie yeah, they wear helmets before the race he talks to emily and emily's suddenly cool again she's like hey i can talk to you now i guess i don't care just be brett and like i remember that this romance is pointless so he beats brett at the top of the mountain brett is wearing a skin, skin tight, tight black outfit it's it's for, all black yeah he looks like he's a sexy stage. I know. I bet. Or like it, a puppeteer. If anyone's seen that episode of The Simpsons, it bet it feels like he's wearing nothing at all. Um, but they meet at the top of the mountain. Johnny's, you know, being his chill self. He's like, he says, "Good luck in Hawaiian." And uh, don't ask me what that was. I don't. It was not Yeah. It was, again, this because the sound design is so bad, you can't understand what they're it. saying. And he's like, "All right, well, I guess good luck to you too." Uh, and they say, "All right, first one on the mountain wins." Ready. Set go and Brett shoves Johnny over. And if you're on a snowboard, it's not like you can step back. Yeah, it's, on a ski and it's catch very, your balance. It's very you difficult over on your butt. And it's very difficult to get back up by yourself. Mm -hmm. So basically, he cheats within the first second of the race. And this is supposed to be like the climax of the film. But the thing is, it's so clearly not either of the two. Oh, kids. it's just like I feel like I'm watching just like professional skier footage yeah. on YouTube. It, for the for the most for most of the movie, it's like this where you just are like clearly not the actors, but go on. And it's so distracting for the it's climax. It's almost like watching two other people play a video game. Like, I, I know that there's something going on here that I'm supposed to care about, like the victor, but it's just so far removed from my actual... Yeah, it's like where you see... Some, like, you, video games are a good example. Like, you just see them in a screen clicking buttons, and you know that's not relating at all to what's happening on the screen. And But it's just two dudes intercut going down the mountain and they like, like prof it's professional skiing yeah and they, they like razz each other going, they razz each other going down the mountain like punch and shove each other it, but Johnny doesn't really punch Brett's just a giant bag of dicks mm -hmm. and like is throwing the poles at him and shit but spoiler alert Johnny Tsunami wins jo Johnny Kapahala Johnny Kapahala wins the uh, winter sport community face off he wins the face off he frees the mountain he gets the medal 
And Wait, no, we didn't even say the thing. So before they start the race, oh my god, before they start the race, both of the purveyors of the ski shop and the snowboard shop walk up to them to like hand them their their equipment their specialized their gear he's like yeah bro i lick this like put this down with like a thick wax like your snowboard gives each their of their you know respective contestants their gear and i look at them and i go they have a weird moment they're like ron randy and i was like luke i it's, think, I think it's brothers. robbie and randy and i was like luke i think they're brothers and, and it goes by so quickly that, and, and John even says, "Wait, you guys know each other?" But and then, then it's they, not touched upon. It's not touched upon, and it's just like, okay, that was a weird moment. And uh, we we've been having a debate for the past like three hours about whether or not they're played by the same actor. We don't know, but we can because on the, in the credits of both the movie and on the IMD page, they're only Randy is credited. Robbie is nowhere to be seen. We don't know about Robbie, but I assume we need to talk about Robbie. I find it hard to believe that Disney would pay for another actor to pay play somebody's brother. Disney loves having the same actor play um, two different people. One of their favorite tropes. Is it? I don't know. I, I, I can only think of The Parent Trap and... um That new show with Dove Cameron. That one... They do this all the time. They've... The Lizzie McGuire movie um, where that, she plays... That's Lizzie different, though. That's a one-off. That's a one-off thing. It doesn't matter. That, this is a one-off. This is a one-off. It's a one-off in a movie. Yeah, I guess. You are such a piece of shit for saying that. <laughs> I just don't. I can't think of any. I think you could never like that. Is they do that all the time. I can think of more twins on Disney Channel. I can't think of two actor playing two characters. I mean, they've got the Sprouse twins. They got the Tia and Tamara Maori. Like I can't think of a lot of. I mean, feel free to correct me, listeners, on Twitter or something. But I can't think of that many examples. Except for Liv and Maddie. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with Liv That Maddie. is the Dove Cameron show. Okay, I'm not familiar with the Liv Maddie-verse. Mm, I apologize. Parent Trap. Um, they do it in That So Raven. They also they always do it in the shows where they play, like, like someone's relative when they do, like, a flashback show. Yeah, that's fair. There, I do remember an episode of Hannah Montana where she plays her own annoying cousin. Yes, yes. See? Who, who thank al- you. Almost thank re- you. Who almost reveals Hannah Montana's identity. Yes. They do this all the time. They play like random family members, and I think that this is the same guy playing both Robbie and Randy. But it's we're, we spent way too much time on this for something. But so. I need answers. <laughs> um. So yes, that happens, and that'll become important in a couple of seconds. So then Johnny the Younger wins the snowboard race and the medal, and basically the girl. But okay, mark. so the grandpa like holds the medal up and then hands it to Kirsten Storms to like put on. Johnny the Younger mm-hmm. to like put it on mm-hmm. her, but put he's never should put it on him. But he's never met Kirsten Storm. He just hands it to this strange girl, and is like, and she puts it on him, and he's like, she's like, you deserve it, like you won. And I was like, so he won the medal, and also like your vagina, because now we're <laughs> supposed to believe that like these two children are together. Like it was so weird and so uncomfortable. And the movie wraps up with the dad screaming into the void. That oh yeah, well no, it doesn't wrap up. There's a little more after. But yeah, the dad says way too quietly for anyone to have heard. Johnny won. We're having a big party back at our house. Everyone here is invited, and there's a lot of people. So many. This event. Like, I, like there's no way any all of them heard them heard him, and there's no way they can accommodate all these people. But he just yells at the top of his lungs, and then we cut to the party, which is weirdly tiki decorated. Just because they're all on coats and they're drinking hot toddies. Yeah. Wait, what? They're drinking hot toddies? Yeah, he's pouring like a hot drink. Do you see that? Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, so they're at the party and the dad and mom say, Johnny, if you want, you can fly back to Hawaii with your grandpa and finish out the semester there. And Johnny thinks about it for five seconds, even though that's a really important decision that probably could use more further reflection. He says, no. He says, no, 
I think I'm good here. I would probably miss you guys too much. And in parentheses, plus I just won this girl's vagina and she's here now. Yes, so um, whenever she's ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, no, there's something else we left out. So they had a scene back at the house when... Oh, my we, God. Yeah, we forgot about this, which is actually kind of important. They had a scene back at the house before the contest where Sam showed up to say goodbye. And this is the man who taught him how to snowboard. His best his friend, only friend. His only friend in Vermont, pretty much. And he says... Someone we escaped to Hawaii said, without says, a cargo like, plane. Mm-hmm. He says, goodbye. I'm leaving in the morning. I can't watch your snowboarding competition. Goodbye. We're getting shipped out to and Iceland. Goodbye. That's it. There's literally a two-minute goodbye for somebody they're probably never going to see again. And then they get to the competition, and Sam's just there. And they're like, Sam, what are you doing here? He says, apparently, your awesome moves convinced the colonel to change his orders. We're leaving tomorrow. And that is the only time you see Sam in the film after that. That's the, after that, it's just assumed that he went to Iceland. I don't know. You just don't see him at the party at the end. It doesn't make any sense. Because he goes up to Emily, and they talk, and he's like... And then they do an awkward slow dance where they're like a foot away from each other. Uh-huh. They leave their arms they, straight out. They lay, for anyone who's been to a Catholic school, they leave room for the Holy Spirit. Um, and then they don't, he gets a hug. He doesn't even get the kiss on the cheek or the forehead. The other classic nope. Disney Channel moves of we can't, we can't show kiss on, we can't show kissing on Disney Channel. And then they just slow dance, pan the camera out. And that's kind of it without, oh no, sorry. Also the grandpa comes over and says, so do you think the world's really ready for another Johnny Tsunami? So I guess at the end he becomes Johnny Tsunami? Yes, no, he, he like gifts him the name of Johnny Tsunami at the very end. But I don't... They, but then in the next movie, he's not Johnny Tsunami. He's Johnny Kabahala. You know what? And he's back on board. I still don't know who the fuck Johnny Tsunami is, okay? <laughs> end of movie. Movie's over. They pan out on the slow dance. And that was Johnny Tsunami. And... It's kind of bad, guys. It's not that great. There, there are some things I like about it. Um, I think Brandon Baker as Johnny as Johnny Capahala, not Johnny Tsunami, is actually kind of fun to watch, even though they're giving him basically garbage to do and say. The grandpa is kind of cool, but also is kind of weird, and I don't really understand his importance or his motives yeah. for anything. But the all the family drama, the class warfare. It all just drags this movie down. It's it's a lot like Smart House in that regard, where Smart House just needed to be a fun family film about, you know, computer getting into shenanigans, family, blah, 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 blah. But then it took these hard left turns into a dead mom and not wanting to replace her and blah, blah, this blah, blah. This took, like, slow left turns, like curves. And at each, like, and at e- and at each corner there was a heart, heart to heart. And at each corner there was a heart to heart that needed to be yes, had. Yes, and they were neither of them were interesting or gave us any new information that we even needed or wanted. And basically, any time spent with the adults in this movie is pointless. Unbearable. It's, un- it's so so bad. It's the dialogue is bad. The acting's kind of bad. All right. So where do you rank it? I think honestly, I think it's the worst one we've watched so far. <gasps> wow. For me, this ranks. I actually, I was, I was actually thinking about it between viewing and recording, and I was like, I would have rather watched Princess Production Program again than having. And that was at the bottom. I don't remember how I ranked the last one. You, if I remember correctly, for me, it's Kim Possible, Halloween Town, Smart House, Princess Production Program. For you, it's Halloween Town, Kim Possible, Princess Production Program, Smart House. I ranked Princess Production Program under Kim Possible. I think so. Can I change my ranking now? <laughs> sure. 
I think Halloween Town Princess Protection Program. This movie. <laughs> wow! Really? Top three? Impossible! Wow! And Smart House. You still think Smart House was worse? Yes. Man, I guess I'm just more of a Kim Possible fan. I liked him. He was a likable protagonist. Yeah. As to where Name the guy from Smart House was literally a <laughs> fucking human disaster. Yeah, but Harper in Prince of Fashion Program was also... But there was a lot of fashion and montages <laughs> in that one that I really liked. Oh, God. And I liked this one. I liked watching them race down the mountain and no, the screaming about so class fake. warfare. It looks so fake. Well, I that was us screaming about class warfare. It was nice. I was excited. I feel... Before they were watching him, we were like, go, Johnny. Like, I was, that didn't happen. I, I think that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I was just was sitting at my sitting with my notes remember in front of me, when, just like we, the guy pushed him over and Dad gasped. Dad did gasp. My our father did sit in and watch some of these movies. He went. <gasps> Brett pushed Johnny over, and I went. <gasps> and it was that I, really the. the, well, that, the I think that's I think that says something more about our father than it does about the film because Dad will get watch anything that he just walks. You in know on. what? I liked it. I, I, was, I just think it was so technically bad. Also, with the fact that you oh, it looked like it was you, filmed on a Motorola radio. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't understand people half the time. No, it is. That's and part of the beauty just, of it. And the dialogue is so crappy half the time, and they spend too much time on the crappy dialogue. I just think this is the worst one we've seen so far. In my well, opinion. you know what? And you're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> um, yes, it was filmed on a Motorola Razor. Did I enjoy it? 100. percent No, okay. I enjoyed watching. Let's do taglines. Okay. Um, Okay, so yes, we haven't done, for those of you who haven't joined us in a while, um, or haven't listened to our first couple of episodes, we did a game in, I think, just one and two, um, called Tag Team Taglines, where sometimes the taglines of Disney Channel original movies are kind of bad, so we try to improve them and make them a little more... They're notoriously bad. We try to make them a little bit more suited to what the film actually is. So Emma, why don't you start? Um, So what is the actual tagline for the movie? Oh, right, the actual tagline is, the temperature's down... But the surf is up. Which makes no fucking sense. Because when the temperature is down, he snowboards. He does not not surf. He's not surfing. My new tagline, because I wanted to just, like, draw on, like, the inner themes of this movie, which are class warfare and overthrowing the Burgoys. (laughs) Say it again. Try it. No, come on. You got it. Tell me an anecdote about the bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie. There you go. (laughs) The bourgeoisie hold on the means of production and by means of production i mean the good side of the mountain um were you gonna say bergioys by the way i was i was getting there (laughs) um but i got thanks for the help um but their hold on the means of production so i think that the appropriate tagline would be powder to the proletariat that's not bad (laughs) i kind of like that actually I, I I took a different that's route. Good, that's not it? bad because it's got the alliteration and it's proletarian. It's and not just power, it's powder. Yes, it's Because it, it's like skiing, but also cocaine, if you wanted to take it there. Sure. I think someone was on cocaine the during grandpa. the production of this film. The grandpa and whoever decided they needed helmets. In the yeah. Oh, no. Whoever decided they needed no, shoe and the brothers in the last Oh, book. we didn't talk about the brothers. Oh, we should talk about the brothers. Oh, my God. Yeah, we forgot about the Damn, we keep dropping things in this in this review. So the brothers, right? So it's revealed. It's, it's revealed much. at the very during end, the barbecue. literally during the barbecue, the last five minutes oh of the movie. God. It's revealed that Robbie and Randy, the ski owner and the snowboard owner, are brothers, and the man who owned the mountain was their father. And their parents got divorced, which is just nothing really needed to be added to the plot there. But they say they got divorced, and when they the mountain was de- inherited by them, they decided to split it. They also something weird about like being like mad at their like they were mad. At their yeah, father. they didn't like each other. They hated something each like other. that. They were, they, were, they, hate, they hated each other's guts, and so. The they decided to split the mountain down, ski on one side, snowboard on the other. So it is a rule, I guess. Yeah, but then, I but then they, they come to they come to Johnny's Tiki Barbecue in mm-hmm. thirty degree weather and say, 
you know what, your race really changed our opinion. Somehow. We're going to open it up to everyone. And I was like, wasn't that what we were just racing for? Yeah, they also literally say, next month we're opening it as the Alpine Heights open to everyone all the time, fun land. Some really long and overly ambitious title. And it's stupid. And it's just such a weird plot thread to incorporate but so in the last... it is true that Brett couldn't decide who's No! They had to decide. Yes! And they didn't even run it by either of these Robbie gentlemen. and Ronnie, who are played by the same actor, I Presumably. Because there's never a shot of them together. You see them cut, and mm-hmm. there's never... Whatever. They did parent trap cameras. They did parent trap cameras. But, yeah. It's just a weird concept to introduce the fourth movie. Again, Brett's family should have just run the heft of them out. Anyway, my tagline... Mine was powder to the proletariat. Yes, and I just, I did a spin on what the actual tagline is, which is, the continuity may be low, but the class warfare is high. <laughs> Ooh, good. Yeah. Great, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Because continuity, continuity is, is low. low on this. The, as is the temp. Mm-hmm. From the front. As the temperature. <laughs> the temp is low. As the temperature drops, so do many plot points. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So it's my turn to pick what we're reviewing next, um, and then we'll do plugs at the end. Um... So, we're recording this end of December, so January's coming up, and two things are important about January. New Year's Eve is right around the corner for us, but January's also the month my birthday was in, so I decided to try and find a bridge between uh, those two things. And so I've decided, since the New Year's coming up, and we all have a lot of wishes for 2017, I thought I would do one of my, what might have been my favorite Disney Channel movie, original movie as a child, which is You Wish. I hate this movie. <laughs> I know you do. I, I remember when so we were kids, you hated it, much. but I loved it's it. It's so bad, you guys. It's gonna be great. It Where sucks. a brother accidentally wishes his brother did wasn't his brother because of a magic coin. Because why not? It and sucks. It's, I loved it so much as a kid, and that's what we're gonna do uh, for January. I'm looking forward to it. Emma, <laughs> thoughts? No, thank you. Yeah, well, you made me watch this, so. Um, so before we let you guys go, I'm just going to plug what I usually plug, which is audioentropy.com, which is an independent podcasting collective set up by a couple buddies of mine. I've been on a couple of their shows, Teenagers Attitude, War and Beast. Um, I've recently listened to a lot of Totally Reprise, the Totally Spies rewatch podcast, because it's very funny, and you should go check them out, because they're a lot of really good people. Uh, Emma, what do you want to plug? My Twitter, <laughs> at Emma Stone Tyler. Follow me. Thank you, Emma, for that scintillating mm-hmm. plug. Um, but that wasn't fair. yeah, so I hope you guys uh, had a great holiday. Uh, no matter what you're celebrating, I hope you had a nice time. You got that gift you wanted, and you ate a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And I hope or everybody you just you know wa- laid in bed and watched a bunch of TV. Yeah, that's just also do, good. Just do whatever your heart tells you to do. Just I hope you had a good holiday, and I hope everybody has a great 2017. And we'll Aloha, s- and we'll see you then. <laughs> Uh, Aloha? Oh, right. That's goodbye, also. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) I was so close to coming out of this episode scot-free. Because you you mispronounced, like, three things, and I messed up Aloha at the end. Goodbye, mahalo. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, DCOMs forever. Why are you snowboarding? Well, I guess because it's fun. You're not going to try convincing me that your father has a problem with that, too? Very funny. Is it hard to learn? Yeah. You probably wouldn't be able to do it. What do you mean? Well, it's just... Just trust me. You would never be able to get up on one of these things. Why not? No offense, but I heard that the longer you've been a sky, the harder it is to board. For what I can tell, you were born a sky, 
So you might as well stick to skiing. And besides, you wouldn't want Brett to get mad, would you? Surf's up, bro. <laughs> 